0: Once again, and welcome to episode 96 of B Boomer Unleashed, the history of presidential elections part five, an interview with Jimmy Allen, Part 1. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Bee Boomer Unleashed. Before we get into today's interview with Jimmy, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can always find us at bboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Google Play at bboomerunleashed, on iHeartRadio at b.boomerunleashed. You can find our link on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram at bboomerunleashed on Twitter at bboomerunleash one And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Give us your comments, your criticisms, your suggestions for future episodes. And as always, if you'd like to be a guest on the BBoomer Unleashed podcast, let us know what you'd like to talk about, and we'll do our best to get you on the show. Well, today's episode is part one of a two-part recorded interview with my old friend, Jimmy Allen, and I do emphasize the word old there. Jimmy and I talk about the 2020 election debacle, the problem with mail-in ballots, the general distrust of the political system, and what things may look like in a Biden administration. Things have certainly changed over the years in the political scene and the election process and... Wow, we're going to talk about what it's become in 2020. Next week, we'll play part two of this recorded interview as we discuss things such as education and other areas of daily life impacted by the turmoil we have lived through in 2020. You know, it's hard to believe that it's uh, been two weeks since the election, and we still don't know for sure who the next president is, of course. Joe Biden has claimed victory as the uh, uh, heir apparent to the uh, presidency of the United States, but who knows what's going to happen from this point forward. Well, uh, we hope that you'll enjoy this discussion with Jimmy Allen today. So without further delay, let's go to that pre-recorded interview with Jimmy Allen right now. Well, we have a special guest with us today. We have... uh... World renowned Jimmy Allen, world famous. He's a, a former school teacher. He uh, was on the Virginia Tech basketball team. He played, uh, he and I went to high school together at Barbersville High School. He was uh, a quarterback of the football team, and if they had had three point goals back in the Stone Ages, he would have probably averaged 40, 45 points a game. But he's a uh, uh, quite a political uh commentator if you will or a commenter he uh he follows politics and you know we're still in this election cycle. I thought I would be through this uh series and on to something else by now. But you know we're 2 weeks out from the election and we still don't have a president for sure. So Jimmy and I are going to talk about some of that today. We're going to kick education around a little bit, talk about that, talk about uh, what a Biden administration might look like as opposed to a Trump administration, and we're just going to go down a road and talk about pretty much what we want to talk about there. So,
1: Jimmy, welcome
0: to Bee Boomer Unleashed.
1: Well, Jerry, it's my pleasure to be here. Sir. I listened to the episode that you sent me last week, and it was very enlightening and I appreciate the opportunity to discuss this election because I do not think we've ever had an election like this.
0: I don't remember it, not in my lifetime. Well,
1: coming over to here, I just heard that they finally called North Carolina after, I guess, what, three, four months? North Carolina now is under Donald Trump. So with the lawsuits, the litigation, the rumors, you know, we're, we're just in uncharted territory because nobody has any comfort level. Nobody knows what's going on. When you cannot trust a newspaper, a television, a radio, to give you legitimate information, I mean, it puts the public in a very bad place because it really, you know, and everybody's on pins and needles. We've been this way for four years. Actually, I think we've been on pins and needles ever since Barack Obama became president. Right. I think we've had 12 years of, I won't call it unrest, but it's not, you know, people are not, They're just not together. You know, there's two distinctly different voices in America today.
0: Well, the country is as divided as I've ever seen it. I mean, uh, you and I, uh, product of the baby boomer era, and uh, we grew up, we didn't have all this stuff. You know, I mean, uh, we, uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, there were still restaurants that wouldn't serve black people. There was... A real stigma attached to blacks and whites dating or whatever, but I think we were past that. I think, I think you know, there was a, a spirit of unity and, a, and a, instead of um, multicultural, we had be, kind of become a unicultural uh, country. Uh, color, I don't think, was really an issue, but it seems like somewhere along the line, and I think it was probably under the Obama presidency, as you pointed out. Uh, it seemed like government, and I'm not saying Democrat or Republican, I, I'm just saying uh, the government seemed to try to drive wedges and separate people into two, two different
1: groups. Absolutely, and uh, and we're definitely separated now more than any time I can remember. You know, Jerry, when you get into, let's just take the term systemic racism. Right. Now, just looking at that term, systemic racism, man, it, it sounds like that it's just everywhere. Right. It's rooted in the work, the college, I mean, in school, in your work. But I've yet to find any person, and I've asked this question several times, could you please define to me what is systematic racism? Yeah, I've yet to get an answer.
0: Well, and you're probably not going to get an answer. It's just a, a term that the socialists or the liberals invented, I believe, to... Uh, brand everybody a racist that didn't didn't adhere to the liberal agenda yes. uh, if if you if you don't agree that socialism is a good thing if you don't agree that the liberal agenda you know we want to get rid of fossil fuels and all this if, if you don't agree with that if you're anti-abortion if, if you don't agree that a baby can be aborted up to 15 minutes after it's born you know um, then you're either a, a racist a uh, islamophobe a xenophobe uh you're some kind of phobia attached to you but but you're labeled a racist if you don't agree with their agenda
1: absolutely and along with the racism charges Jerry we also have a honesty problem in this country we have you know you have Joe Biden the I guess the president elect he was speaking from the office of the president elect I don't know but Joe Biden called Donald Trump a racist uh Homophobe, uh, misogynist. There's more of these long words that for uh, stopping the China ban when the virus first broke out, and then you know, two months later, he's on board with everything, and it's just a, it's just consistently inconsistent. People say one thing, do the next. Instead of, and it's identity politics, it's lack of respect, it's lack of accountability, and it's gripped this country. And now, instead of who you are, it's what color are you? What party do you represent? Where were you born? Who are your parents? And in a sense, it's been that way all the time, but it's really more magnified now because everything is identity politics. The Democratic parties, I've tried before this election, and, you know, I'm a Republican, and I support Donald Trump, but if there was a viable option, I don't agree with everything President Trump does. Well, of course not. He tends to say things off the cuff that irritate people, and I understand that what does the democratic party stand for? Right. I don't know any I don't know what they stand for. I know what he said he was going to do on the first day of his inauguration or first day he's elected president and I didn't like any of the four points he made. Right. And I don't know how the people of the country would like any of those four points. I don't know how 78 million people could vote for having their taxes raised three or four fold, <laughs> vote for open borders, vote for all of these uh, but social they, justice positions, I just don't understand.
0: But they're so detached. The liberals are so detached from reality that they believe their own rhetoric. They they believe that you know this uh, green new deal is is a, is a, is, a, is a big thing and it's going to be a good thing for this country. Um, you know, and let's talk about if if Joe Biden is is uh, inaugurated as president of the United States. Let's talk a little bit about a Biden administration. Lots of things are going to happen. I mean. You know, for years I've been telling folks that someday, I uh, didn't know when, I didn't think it was going to happen probably this quickly, but I said someday a socialist will get in office, they're going to come for your guns, they're going to, you know, destroy the First Amendment, which they've already uh, done that, they're going to the digital currency, you're going to, they, you know, cash is going to be illegal. And they all laughed and said, oh, that's not going to happen. This is America. They can't get our guns. There's too many of them. You're just one of those conspiracy theorists. But kind of come to pass, hasn't it?
1: Well, we see no bail. Right. No bail for people. I mean, during... I don't know about you, Jerry. I'm sure you felt the same way. But when I witnessed the marches in the streets and the destruction, I mean, I just felt like a part of me was just getting ripped out. It was just... I've never seen anything like that. Well,
0: how how do you condone... People and don't. how do you condone these people going in, uh, tearing property up and burning stuff down? And, and uh, you know, peaceful demonstration is one thing. I don't have a problem with people peacefully demonstrating. I've been involved in demonstrations before. We went out and uh, we've uh, held up um, pro-life posters and been to the March for Life and all these kinds of things, you know. Um, And we've uh, been involved in peaceful protests, but when it turns violent and when it turns destructive, that's no longer a demonstration or a protest, that's a riot.
1: And it doesn't take a genius. You don't have to be a nuclear scientist to observe what happened and understand that that they, that development was under the direction of some guideline of some kind. There was too much organization there, too many people involved. All of a sudden, out of the blue, here comes thousands of people to tear down whatever. You see, uh, well, let's just take the state of Colorado in the last election. They voted, along with 15 other states that had previously voted, to allow the popular vote in the country to determine how they issue their electoral votes. Right. Now, in the Clinton-Trump um, election of four years ago, it was estimated in California there was between three to five million illegal votes. Right. And Donald Trump lost the popular vote by less than around two million, I think it was. Right. I could be wrong. Probably, I'm not real good with figures. But you see, uh, it's it's. And now let's talk about the election. Who sponsored? a lot of this stuff where did it come from where did joe biden get 78 million votes he never campaigned no he never stood for anything that the basic well i guess i look through through the lens of a trump fan right i saw what donald trump did for this country and i felt like it was good for the country right and i think everybody felt like it was good for the country except the 78 million people that voted against donald trump and polls were a big part of it you know the polls lied you know, I don't pay attention to polls. I, evidently, a lot of people do because there's a lot of publicity and news about them. They're they're in the news every day, and you just see what happens, and you see what happens. And Jerry, the night of the election, it starts out and Biden's doing pretty good, and I got a little queasy feeling. And then right. all of a sudden, it changes. Right. And everybody saw it, and I'm I'm so feeling so good. I mean, I'm not. It doesn't hurt me to say that. I was for Donald Trump. Sure. I wasn't going to shoot myself, and there's Democrat friends I have that I still talk to. But the whole board is red, and I, I'm looking, I'm doing my figures on the Electoral College. He's got Michigan. He's got Wisconsin. He doesn't need Pennsylvania. Right. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning. Boom. Now, all of a sudden, we find out that five or six states stopped their count for right. about an hour and a half, and Joe Biden picks up hundreds of thousands of votes in these states. Even... If you were a fair person and a diehard Democrat, you'd have to admit that's a little bit suspicious. Yeah.
0: Well, and a lot of these states that are involved in this voter fraud, uh, the uh, election machines that they use are all the same, and, and they're very easily hacked. And it's been proven that that those machines can be hacked. It's easy, to, it's easy to rig an election. But the I think the thing that disturbs me more than anything, you know, if Joe Biden wins— and that's what this country wants, so be it. You know, I mean, uh, there's winners and there's losers. But I want the process to be protected. I want that uh, when I go to the voting booth, as my guest last week said, he he wants to go into the bo- voting booth, and when he casts a vote for John Doe or whoever it might be, he wants to know that that vote counts and it's going to the right place. But there was just so much opportunity for um, chicanery uh, <laughs> during this uh, during this election cycle. I mean, everybody knew the mail-in ballots were going to be just a total disaster.
1: And they have been. They have been. Now you just think, you just think about who, what percentage of the country. Now we live in West Virginia, and you know, granted. The people in Los Angeles look look at us like we're Neanderthals and we can't think and we need to be told, you know. But Joe Biden has publicly come out and said on the first day in his presidency, number one, he's going to join the Paris Peace Accord. Right. Now, if you know anything about the Paris Peace Accord, which I know you do and most people do, that was just an absolute disaster for this country. China, India were put under no parameters to do anything. They're still not doing it, they're still polluting. Right now, our air, supposedly, if you can believe what's said, it's cleaner now than it's ever been. Sure. We haven't been in the Paris Peace Court. That's one thing. The World Health Organization. Right. Now, I don't know about the World Health Organization, but when you can't decide whether a person should wear a mask or shouldn't wear a mask Something's and you wrong. flip-flop, something is wrong. That's DACA. You know what do you say about DACA? They're legal citizens. I mean, I, that, those those are decisions made for politicians. But politicians have to be respected. They have to be trusted, and you have to believe they're going to give you a fair decision. And I, I'm not sure we're there. The Muslim ban. Well, a Muslim is a human being just like anybody else. Sure. and If you respect, but when they say death to America and right. you know we're going, those type of slurs and threats and they're Discomforting Make, makes to you a little nervous. Absolutely. Yeah. Triple taxes, taxes. Uh, one payer health, you yeah. know. Our health insurance isn't bad. No. It's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, well, but why do
0: you think people from some of these, So why do you think folks from Canada come to the United States yeah. for health care?
1: Well, well, what are we going to do now with uh, Grand Central Station across the border now?
0: Yeah. And, well, you know, uh, and, you know, Even Biden, in the early stages of this COVID thing, and, you know, they tried to blame Trump for 200,000 deaths. When Trump shut down the travel from China to and from China, and Biden says that was a joke, he should have never done that, you know, that that wasn't necessary. So now they're trying to blame Trump for 200,000 people dying when— Fauci and everybody else said if Trump hadn't acted so quickly, there would have been probably two and a half million people dead.
1: Fox Fox are strange uh, numbers, statements, whatever, to certain groups of people. Liberals, I'll put in that. Uh, Now think about health care. Right. I mean, that's a huge issue in this country. And there are a lot of people that uh, have issues with health care. Care and I understand that everybody's not wealthy enough to have the Blue Cross Best Plan that's offered, but to give free health care to every illegal that comes across the border, yeah, to have a single payer health, it's just you know these policies do not make sense. What? They are not directed at the good the for the. Most of the people in the country, it's not directed that way,
0: and that and that kind of plan is unsustainable at, absolutely. at best. Absolutely, it's you can't tax people enough to pay for all that stuff. And you know, uh, the the socialists say, oh, well, a lot of people that voted for Biden, they want this free stuff. You know, they they want free college, they want free health care, they want free this, free that. But there's no free lunch. There's absolutely you know, no free somebody's got to pay for that stuff, and. Uh, You know, the thing that concerns me, you know, I've said for a long time that for this country to be totally dominated by socialism, there's a few things you have to do. Number one, you have to eliminate free speech. And they've just about done it. They're working on it. Unless you're a liberal, you don't have free speech. You know, you you can't say um, something of a conservative nature. You can't oppose abortion. You can't oppose same-sex marriage. You can't... You know, oppose illegal immigration. You know, but now if you're for all that stuff, you know, you got free reign. But if not, they're going to censor you on Facebook or YouTube or or any other place, or you're going to be labeled a racist or a homophobe or whatever. So, free speech. Second thing you got to do is take away the guns. You know, there are too many people with guns in this country for uh, uh, the socialists to take over, you know, by brute force. Because, uh, you know, people have got lots of guns and there's lots of ammunition out there. So you've got to disarm the population. Well, they're working on that. Right. And, and this group now, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and all those folks, they're coming after the guns, make no mistake. Number three, you've got to control the currency. And uh, you know they they're making a they they've had a little experiment on that you know a change shortage they don't have change shortage I was at a store the other day and um, they said you want to round up and I said well no I don't want to round up you want to round down you know right. <laughs> I said no I'm not going to give you forty seven cents I want my change right. back you know but they're going to declare that money is too dirty to handle and so they're going strictly to digital currency and. Uh, Uh, everything's going to have to be on a debit card. Well, when they control that currency, they control everything because, you know, I have a a retirement fund, a 401k plan. I have some other investments and savings, and it it looks like a good number. But you know what it is? It's a number. And, you know, you can't go out. I, I even thought about cashing everything in and putting cash in a fireproof box inside a fireproof safe. But pretty soon, greenback dollars... Are going to be like uh, Confederate dollars. They're not. Going to, they're not going to be uh, worthwhile. So, once they have control of the digital currency, then you might wake up one morning and that number in your 401k is zero. Zero. And they will take it for the good of the people. Exactly. They know more. And then they're going to do away with private ownership of any property. Once they do away with the currency, then they're going to do away with private ownership of property. And people, somebody told me that. They said, well, at least you own your house. They can't take it. I said, you don't own your house. I said, try not paying the property tax one year.
1: I heard one of them, Jerry, uh, said that. Property is nothing. It has no feelings. It has no emotions. You can't you can't feel property. It's nothing. You're right. That's the mentality you're dealing with. And when you have two diametrically opposed strength, uh, levels of thought, there's not going to be a lot of agreement. When you're going to take my money, you're going to take my rights, you're going to take my property, you know, uh, people get offended with those things. And yeah. I've always felt like politics is the dirtiest game, and it is, but I've always thought the mistake that most people made is they take the person over their policies. Right. The person is more important. Well, the person is not more important. Right. You know, all this emphasis is on Donald Trump. Donald Trump is all this. Donald Trump says this. Donald Trump does that. But on the flip side, who gives him credit for the things he did accomplish? Right. Nobody. And, and he. I will argue with you that he has accomplished probably more than any president in my lifetime in the first... In his first uh, years, four years of service, with no help, no help, He's 100% been... resistance. The media, the newspapers, they're all, all the media, big tech, television, uh, foreign governments, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. We can go on and on and on.
0: Not to mention his own Republican party.
1: The Republican party. There's, I mean, he. I mean, it's sad. It's, and to think of what he did. By himself. Right. And you can't tell me that Joe Biden got 78 million legitimate votes. There's no way. Well,
0: here's what. There's no way. Here's what I'd like somebody to explain to me. President Trump would host a rally, and there'd be thousands, thousands of people 57, show up.
1: 7,000 in, yeah. in Pennsylvania. Right.
0: Joe Biden hosts a rally with Bon Jovi and
1: Seventh. Yeah. Seventh.
0: <laughs> they show up. So all of a sudden on election night, you're telling me these people who didn't want to come out and see Joe Biden speak all at once were motivated to go out and vote. And I, I just don't believe
1: that. Well, now you're in Pennsylvania. You can, We could sit here and discuss Pennsylvania for a week. But to make a long story short, the Supreme Court and the Attorney General put a three-day extension, which was unconstitutional. Well, they've ruled that it was unconstitutional, but now in the appellate court has ruled, well, since it was the virus, we might let it go. And you're talking about six to 800,000 votes. Yeah. More than enough to tip the scales one way or another in sure. the state of Paris. West. Now, we're hand-counting in Georgia. Why do you think they might find there? Yeah. It's hard to, it's, I can't imagine what you might find yeah. there. But I know this, when, when you're winning and all of a sudden all these states stop, Right, and the, and they're red, and then they come back, and they're blue, and they're, we've had ballot dumps, and I mean, there's not enough time before January twentieth to uncover the the no. le, the degrees of fraud involved here, and it's not just one place. It's not like Florida was with Bush and Gore.
0: Right, it's <laughs> it's all over the country. I mean, and the sad part of it is, uh, Jimmy, is they're probably going to get away with it.
1: It's looking. <laughs>
0: They're probably going to get away with
1: it. Well, man. the only thing, the one, if it can get to the Supreme Court, right? Because I still feel, even though Justice Roberts sometimes rides the fence, a Supreme Court decision is based on the law. Right. You would hope. You would hope. And I don't see how it couldn't, because if it gets that far, that means you've got through the, you went through the steps, and you have these renegade judges. They're going to throw stuff out, with, and that's what I'm saying person over politics is not good, you know? Who would elect Joe Biden? I don't know. He's had 47 years. Yeah. If if the, if the Democratic Party had presented a very solid, influential candidate that you could really maybe listen and say, hey, this guy might have something, or this lady might have something to offer. Let me hear what she says. I can't stand, I mean, I just can't stand to listen to Joe Biden because he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I watched his acceptance speech. I guess it was an acceptance speech. That's what he said. And I was so happy to see Hunter out there his son, Hunter Biden, now too. Right. But one thing caught my eye, I told my wife this, and I've told several of my friends this, and nobody noticed this. During that, but, uh, I don't know what you call it, it didn't seem like a very happy or uh, accepted speech to me. But Joe said, facing the camera, he was looking right, he said, I want to wait till all the votes are counted. And the minute he said that, he directly turned his head. T- about 45 degrees to 11, got a big smile on his face looking at somebody in the crowd. Now, he says, I want to wait till every vote is counted. Right. Well, it's not every vote that's counted. It's every legal vote that should be right. counted. And he's never said that.
0: Right. No, he, I, you know, I just don't get it. I'll, I'll never get it. I've uh, certainly lost confidence in our system of election. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean... Somebody likened us to some third-world country. You know, I mean, how many times have we sent Americans in to observe foreign elections to make sure that they were fair? So who's going to come and observe? Are we going to bring Venezuela up here to observe the next election or something? We'll
1: get some from Venezuela. We'll get a few from Mexico. Yeah, Uh, Canada will offer us a few level-headed people, too. Well, yeah. It's just the level of, look at the last four years. Look at Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Whether you like Nancy Pelosi, I'm not going to argue the merits of Nancy Pelosi, no. but what has she done for the, the country? She stonewalled four attempts to get money to the nation through this COVID and then gets in the press and blames Donald Trump for every bit yeah. of it. I mean, you know, it's just got to the point where I guess they figured the only thing they had to do was get, they had to get the power. I guess, I don't know. It's just crazy. Well, it's, uh, you, you've got to call it what it is. It's a coup. It's a big coup.
0: And, uh. They um, And, you know, like I said earlier, if if Joe Biden... I think people just want a fair election. Most people want a fair exactly. election. Not all. Some of them want a, a crooked election. They they want that. But there's always been a certain amount of cheating in politics, you know, along the line, but not to this Nothing scale. To this, not to this magnitude.
1: At this many places. For that many... I mean, you're talking about machines that change thousands of votes. Uh, yeah. People drop bags of... Um, they said... I mean, and you don't know if it's true or not because you can't trust the press. You can't trust the media. You don't know what you're getting. No. You know, if all you're believing is when they're telling you what you want to hear, you're not getting the facts. Yeah. You know, I can take the facts if they don't tell me what I want to hear better than tell me something not true and I get all excited about it and find out it's not true.
0: Yeah. That's just like all oh, several months ago I interviewed uh, Jed Flowers, uh, who's the communication director at Cabell County Schools, and we talked about news and and the making of news, and uh, and, and we, there was a lot of talk about fake news at that time. And I said, Jed, how do you tell, uh, what's the litmus test? How do you tell what's fake news and what's legitimate news? He says, well, everybody has to become a reporter. He said, you can't just take what somebody says at face value and go with it. You have to do your own research and find out if that's really true, and uh, you know the the uh, lamestream or the mainstream media, um, they don't have the power that they once did. Is the reason they hated Trump so badly because they couldn't control his narrative? Absolutely. And he went to Twitter and other social media. Well, now Twitter's cut the president off social media. I mean, how do you cut the president of the United States off social media? Look at the
1: censorship we're going through. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I'm not a Twitter fan. I don't get on Facebook, but I I know people that do. I mean, to get on there because you're a Republican, you can't get on there and voice your opinion. Or if you do, you're slapped with a label that this statement has not been verified. Now they're doing that to the president of the United States. Look at the degree of what he is fighting. That's why, you know, we sat around and said, oh, it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. Well, it's happened here. It's, happened. it's happening right now, and we're two Senate votes away from Venezuela.
0: Yes, we are. And uh, Venezuela went from, like, the third richest country in the world to abject poverty inflation and inflation and, and corruption.
1: Well, in 1992, I heard it. They were the third richest country in the world. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Jimmy and I had a lot more to talk about, but we'll finish up this recorded interview next week here on Be Boomer Unleashed. Hope you've enjoyed this time with my friend uh, Jimmy Allen today and our discussion here of the 2020 election. Wow. Never seen anything like this in my lifetime. And I uh, decided to go ahead and split this into uh, 2 weeks because you know what? Probably next week we're not still not we're still not going to know <laughs> who our president is for sure. But we'll, uh, we'll continue this discussion next week. And uh, I hope you all will join us for the part two of our recorded interview with Jimmy Allen. Well, thanks again for joining us. Hope you'll join us again next week. But until then, have a great week and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Music.